Well, thanks again for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org, 93.9 FM. That first tune you heard was a tune I wrote called All in Bloom that's going to be on this upcoming release I have coming out called It's All About the Hustle, out worldwide October 20th on my show's live records. So today in the studio, we have got one of the most legendary Colorado drummers that you're ever going to hear about or hear him play, or see, Mr. Scotty Barber. And so if you don't know anything about him, we're going to learn a lot about him today. We're going to play some music. We're going to play some of his arrangements of tunes. Uh, so I also got to introduce the pianist and the engineer, Mr. Sean Hanlon over here. And then I get the privilege of being your host and playing the bass. So Scotty B, that's what I call Scotty Barber. I call him Scotty B. But, Scotty, thank you so much for coming in today, and we look forward to just discussing with, with you, and, and, I mean, it's awesome that you're here, man. Great to be here. Great to be here. So, Scotty B., I like to talk, <clears throat> start everybody off um, with just trying to get a full spectrum of who you are as a person, your profession, um, and then also who you are as a musician. So, could you kind of just give us a little bit about how you started playing the drums and, and, and all that kind of stuff? Well, of course, uh, I grew up in a, in a musical family. My dad was a drummer, military drummer, and uh, played, came to Colorado Springs to be in the very first NORAD Commanders and then later was in the Falconers with the Air Force Academy Band for a long time. He got into the Falconers the year I was born. <laughs> and so I grew up around the Academy Band my whole life. And uh, that's, that's what got me started, just, just being around music, being around my dad, watching my dad play all the time, and just really enjoying that in my childhood. What, what instrument did your dad play? My dad was a drummer. Oh, okay. So I see where it comes from. So, <laughs> so he was in, um, actually, we had Tom Fowler on, on the other day, and Tom Fowler was actually in the NORAD band. Was he, were they in the band together? Uh, different times. Tom, Tom was later in the NORAD band. My dad was in the Noir band 1959 till 1962. Wow. So. Awesome. So, so you've lived in Colorado Springs your entire life? Entire life. Okay. Native Coloradan. So when you were growing up, you were obviously around music a lot because your, your dad was um, a professional musician. Um, so can you explain your childhood here and, and musical influences when you were growing up? <laughs> well, my, my childhood... The influences I had the most were all the Air Force band recordings that my dad made and, and of course, the Falcon Airs made in the 60s. They traveled to Capitol Studios in Hollywood and wow. did some amazing recordings in, in that era. And those were the recordings I loved to listen to. And so I was constantly hearing my dad play on recordings, and, and not to mention around the house, but uh, hearing those recordings and just living those recordings they, they had such a great feel and sound to them. That's what really drew me to being a musician. So were you in you know, um, middle school, high school band programs and whatnot? Absolutely. Did, did all that stuff. Started in elementary school, uh, middle school, uh, junior high, as we called it in those days. Um, really kind of got more serious about it. And, uh, of course, when I got into high school, I... The band room was my second home, <laughs> and so, so, well, is the high school you you still went to, you know, you went to is that still open? Air Academy High School, 
number one marching band in the state last year. Huh. Awesome band program out there in the marching world. It wasn't, it wasn't so much about marching band when I was there. But uh, we, uh, so yeah, Air Academy High School is still going strong. That's awesome. So when you were growing up, did you study with anyone privately in addition to doing the band classes and whatnot? The, uh, the first person other than my dad that I studied with privately was Dave Harden, who was the Falcon Airs drummer when I was in high school. And Dave gave me a really good start. He, of course, had gone to UNC and studied with Daryl Goes and many others. And Dave was a world-class, well, is a world-class drummer. He's still around. And, uh, and he taught me so much. And that's what really gave me the tools so that when the opportunities came my way, I was able to actually be a musician. So some people, you know, when you come across individuals and, and they're like, man, you sound, sound great. Uh, a lot of people misunderstand that it takes a long time to get to where you're at. And, you know, in your case, you started at what, probably age seven, eight, eight years old, eight years old, uh, studied through um, grade school and took private lessons. You know, when you were coming up in that er that period of your life, were there any outside opportunities that you were uh, afforded in the community? Not, not so much uh, musically outside of the school program. The, the school program is where I really spent all of my time. And I was involved in everything you could imagine in school, playing in the school, musicals, that kind of thing. And uh, so it was really centered around the school band program where I got my experience, other than getting together and playing with some, with some friends and that kind of thing. Cool. Well, you're listening to KCMJ, the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. This is Scotty Barber, our guest this week. So, Scotty Barber, do you want to play a tune? Let's play a little Just Friends. All right.
You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on KCMJ.org. We've got Scotty Barber in the studio, legendary Colorado Springs drummer. So I gotta mention this. We are actually trying to get this entire radio program and station on the FM dial in Colorado Springs, 93.9. And to do that, we need to raise roughly around $10,000. And um, we're getting very close to that goal. But how you can help us reach our goal is you can log on to kcmj.org and adopt a watt. $100 will get you one watt. And uh, we're obviously searching for 100 donations. Uh, that will help us get the enough, uh, enough gear and equipment to make sure that this program is reaching the broader Colorado Springs area on the FM dial. So getting back to the studio, we got Scotty Barber in the studio. Scotty Barber, we, we, uh, we got through um, your early grade school educational influences. Um, we're up to about where, you know, you were kind of making some decisions probably on what you were going to do post high school. Is that correct? Exactly, yes. So what was going through your head? What were the opportunities? What were the options at this point in time? Well, my, uh, my long-range goal from the time I was in about eighth grade was I wanted to be in the Air Force Academy Band. I wanted to do that and uh, saw the rock group Blue Steel play when, when it was probably first started in 1976. And right there I knew that's when I wanted to be in the Air Force Academy Band. Anyway, uh, so I graduated high school and I was basically just working really hard, going to school part time and saving up because I was gonna go away to school and study music. Well, a little bit of a shortcut happened because I auditioned for the Air Force Academy Band at the end of my first year out of high school and was accepted. So I never really went on to music school at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, uh, I was very blessed, very fortunate to get in the Academy Band at 19 years old. And uh, that's where my real professional training uh, got, its, got its teeth. So you, you won the audition, and then, um, you know, so it was the Air Force Academy band at the time, right? Yes. And there are, it was the same type of situation now where there isn't any um, training or anything after you go to boot camp, right? Right, exactly. So when you, you won the audition, um, you know, it was pretty sweet for you because you're actually from this area. So it's just like, you know, you went away for boot camp for a couple of months and then came back, right? Came right back. Exactly. So uh, how... how what was it like in the early years of the Air Force Academy band like that? The, uh, the early years for me, it was so great because we had all these great drum set drummers. Dave Harden, of course, I mentioned before. There was a great jazz drummer and rock drummer. His name was Ronnie Shaw. Ended up going to the DC band later on. And uh, Ronnie was just amazing. He really took me under his wing. He had just amazing abilities and he was the one that really turned me on to all the great jazz drummers, the Peter Erskine, Billy Cobham, all those, uh, all those great drummers, Kenwood Denard, uh, you name it, um, Max Roach, of course, you know, the legendary guys as well, too. And uh, so Ronnie just really took me under his wing. And his, his goal for me, he said, my goal for you is I want to see you hold down every drum chair in the Academy Band. And ultimately, over my career, I, I ended up doing just that. 
So speaking of that, I mean, do you want to switch styles and play another tune, maybe? Sure. So you want to play Song for My Father? And of course, this, this goes out to my dad, who, who really got me the start. And uh, so th this is a tribute to my dad, Bill Barber. Cool.
You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on KCMJ.org. We've got Scotty Barber, drummer, educator, fantastic human being in the studio. We're so privileged to have him in the studio. He's been talking to us about his upbringing, his musical upbringing. And then we're right up to about the point where he won a national audition to the Air Force Academy Band as a drum drum set and percussionist, correct? Exactly. So when, when you came in, um, you definitely uh, were able to see things through a very professional lens because everyone around you was at a very high level. Um, what group did they have you go into, and, and what was that like when you were first in? Well, when I first came in, I was in the country band, Wild Blue Country. And back in the early 80s when I got in there, country music had not really exploded on the scene like it did later. And uh, as you can imagine, it wasn't one of the most coveted jobs for a drummer. But I knew that if I could go in there and be successful with that job, that that would lead to, to me being successful in, in any musical genre that I wanted to play. And it's exactly what happened. I was so blessed to play with some great musicians. Joe Musselwhite is a guitar player locally, and uh, Joe was, was the leader of the country band at the time. And of course, our job was not just playing country music. We did a lot of jazz trio kind of things that we had to do at the general's house or whatever. And so I learned a lot of my jazz standards, similar to the one that we just played in those settings where I was playing with Joe. And uh, he, of course, once again, took me under his wing. And, and, and we had some great times playing, playing jazz. And, um, and of course, learning country music, you get, you get kind of a feel for what, and, and feel is the key word here. You, you get the feel of what music should feel like. Country music has a feel to it. And it, it's the same kind of thing when you, when you transfer that to jazz, that feel and that playing style all kind of comes together. Awesome. So were you, throughout your Air Force career, um, how many different groups did you play in at the Air Force Academy Band? I played in about uh, six or seven altogether. <laughs> so uh, I, I was in the show band for a while, the Moods and Blue that, that doesn't exist anymore. The country band, I was in that twice. I was in Blue Steel, the rock band, twice. I was, I was not an official member per se, but I did a long stint in the Falcon Airs while they were between drummers. So I was kind of doing double duty with the show band and the Falcon Airs for a long time. And then of course we had, we had some other groups. We had some brass groups and we even had a clarinet trio that I performed with <laughs> at the end of my career that was a lot of fun actually. And uh, we did some unique things with that group. So if you, people don't know that Scotty Barber did what, 30 years, right? 30 years in the military. 30 years. And you retired as, as what? As a chief master sergeant. As a chief master sergeant, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the highest um, rank you can go in the Air Force. So it was an E-9. Um, and so if you could summarize some, like, the top one, two, three awesome things that you did um, really quickly, that'd be interesting to hear. <laughs> well, one of the most memorable things that, that I did in my Air Force career we toured Poland oh, yeah. in 1995. We, uh, we did a 17-day, give or take, 18, something like that. It was a long tour. 
we went to Poland, toured all over that great country. And at that time, I was, I was in my Falcon Airs kind of uh, stint, and the Falcon Airs were opening up the second half of every one of our big shows out there. And the, the Polish people, they, they love American musicians. And they, they were treating me like I was some kind of a drumming god out there, even though I really wasn't. But uh, it, it was really an amazing time. And if I had to sum it up for, for one, one thing in particular, that would probably be, uh, be it, the Poland trip. The Poland trip. Awesome. Well, uh, you want to play another tune? Let's do What, what do you want to play? We're going to do a little All the Things You Are. All right. And uh, we'll take this in 3-4.
You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. That was all the things you are. Scotty Barber's arrangement of all the things you are. So we're privileged enough to have Mr. Scotty Barber on drum set here in the studio today. Uh, again, if you like what you hear, please like this show on Facebook. Uh, you just type in the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Also, you can visit the, the website, www.colintruesdell.com. That's C-O-L-I-N-T-R-U-S-E-D-E-L-L. And uh, you, can, you can get links to the SoundCloud files of these, and we're probably going to do some podcasts and all that kind of good stuff, so you can um, listen to it and share it with your friends and whatnot. So, uh, Scotty Barber, we, we went through your time frame of uh, your grade school upbringing, your high school uh, musical endeavors, and then your Air Force Academy band time for 30, plus, 30 years as a chief master sergeant. Uh, so... Tell, talk to us about what happened after you got out um, <laughs> of the military, and, and when was that exactly? So uh, I retired in 2011, and uh, so about uh, four and a half years ago, and uh, I was absolutely blessed when uh, shortly after I retired, I got the job playing in the Penrose Room up at the Broadmoor, and that's basically been my daytime job, if you will, <laughs> since I retired and working with uh, Lila Mori out there. And of course, the great Sam Panunzio was the piano player up until last year. And Sam was just an amazing man to work with. Um, I can't say enough about Sam Panunzio and what he taught me about playing jazz and, and really focusing uh, on that style. It was really, really fun to play with him. And um, another thing that, that kind of happened to me, I was blessed to meet Matt Lucci, the owner of Lucci Music, and I became the drum instructor there a little over three years ago, and uh, been, been doing some teaching there, and loving every minute of that. Awesome. So for those of you that don't know, the, the Broadmoor is, um, or it's the Penrose Room at the Broadmoor. Penrose Room, yes. So it's the Penrose Room, which is like a... A, a very nice, elegant place you can go eat at in Colorado Springs, and um, and the band, the Penrose Room Trio featuring Lila Mori, is is what the the band is. Uh, so so you guys play there. What is like six thirty to ten thirty? Yes, six thirty to ten thirty, and usually five nights a week, Tuesday through Saturday. Wow. Okay. Um, and so so you you you've started kind of like this. Um, this different role is kind of what I've seen. So you, you, you were this musician, and you're still a very active musician and player, but now it seems like you're starting to go down the educational route and pass on this kind of information, this experience to these younger generations, right? Indeed, and, and that's something that, I, that I've really started to love, especially of late. And uh, I've also had the opportunity to be with the Pikes Peak Jazz and Swing Society Mentor Program, and so there's, there's about seven of us in that program, one for each basic instrument in a, in a jazz group. And so we, we go around and we work with high school and middle school students, and that is very gratifying to, to see the difference you can make working with a student and just, just taking them to that next little level that they probably didn't realize that they had. So when you see a student that has a lot of potential and they are kind of really putting in the work, I mean, um, what do you tell them? How do you, how do you get them motivated to take it even further to the next level? What are some <laughs> of the things that you try to, to, to inspire them with? Well, 
I, I want to I answer that by, by talking a little bit about my current education that I'm working on. I've been studying with the only national three-time rudimental drum champion in the country. His name is Mitch Markovich. He's an absolute legend in the rudimental drumming world. I've been studying with him a little bit over a year. And the thing that Mitch has taught me the most is how to practice perfectly. They always say that practice makes perfect. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Practicing perfectly makes perfect. And he's shown me and given me tools that help me with my students so I can motivate them by showing them what to practice and how to practice it, and that's what takes them to the next level. So when he says practice perfectly, um, how does that translate to your specific instrument and, you know, what you would tell someone? Yeah, exactly. So as, as with everything, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, right? And uh, so with the drums, there's a right way to hit the drum. Mm -hmm. Just making a basic stroke, there are about 50 different things you need to think about to make a, a drum stroke perfect. <laughs> everything from the grip and the level that you start at and the height it's going to come back to and the rebound and controlling the rebound, how the fingers, how the wrist, how the arm come into play, all these different things affect just a simple thing like making a drum stroke, okay? Uh -huh. And, uh, and that's, that's what we do in, in our lessons, and, and that's what I'm being taught is how to take these things to that next, you know, take it to the nth degree Focus on attention to detail and make that that truly awesome sound happen. How many students do you have right now? I oh ultimately about twenty nine right now. Twenty nine at yeah. Lucci Music. At Lucci Music. And where's that location at? Uh, Seventy eight thirty North Academy. Okay. Well, listeners, if you're interested in gaining a broadened perspective, you can always go up there and uh, and check out Scotty Barber. I'm sure he'll be teaching there for a couple more years. <laughs> a or long so. time, I hope. <laughs> Maybe one of these days he's got to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no time soon for that. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to play one more tune? Let's do. Maybe maybe one or two. Let's, let's play. Um, let's play this next tune you got going on here. All right. This is a little green dolphin.
You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. That was a little Green Dolphin Street arranged by good old Scotty Barber over here. So, Scotty Barber, we've got a couple more minutes. And, I, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show and giving us insight into a professional career that's lasted almost, what, 40, 40 <laughs> years? 35 years. 35 years. Uh, so can you tell us what's going on? What's going to happen next? I mean, do you have any, um, like, um, websites, anything like that that, we, that people can, can log on and, and check you out at? Well, nothing, nothing really like that in the works. I've just been concentrating on building my teaching studio with Lucci and, uh, and of course, concentrating on playing with, uh, with the great Penrose Room trio, Lila Mori, of course. She's been up there for 22 years. We've been just having a blast the last four and a half years, and it is an awesome, humbling experience to work with her. Very cool. Uh, so no recordings or anything like that coming uh, up? Nothing in the near future that I can Well, maybe you've got to come over here and, and, and record. Uh, if the, for those of you who don't know, we got to mention this. We're, um, we're recording in a studio, but it's not a conventional studio that you would normally think. So we're actually recording in Sean Hanlon's living room, and it sounds pretty daggone good, if you don't ask me. <laughs> so Sean's got a baby grand in his, in his living room, and he's got all these awesome mics, and, uh, and Sean, who's also been playing piano, is uh, really making things sound great. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to play one more, and then we're going to play you a recording um, of this latest CD that I've got coming out. And uh, so we're going to do one last one. You want to introduce this one? This is a little Bill Evans song, Periscope. And this is, this is for Sam Panunzio. We used to play this at the uh, Penrose Room all the time. And, and uh, this, is, this is where I learned this tune, Periscope.
Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. We hope you guys tune in next week, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll check you next time.